Now, this is Skip Lockwood, and you're listening to Mets Musing. I was a pitcher, a relief pitcher, a closer with the New York Mets. I have a new book out called Inside Pitch, Mets Musing. Thank you very much. This, this is, is Len and Jeff from Baseball and Barbecue. And the one place to go for New York Mets news, past week game reviews, upcoming series previews, interviews, analysis, opinion, and, and what's, what's going, going down, down on the farm. farm. It's, it's Mets Musings with Gary Mack. So keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. Of Mets Musings, episode number 344. Hope everybody had a great week out there. The weather is changing. It is getting colder. And we're going to do a little bit something different tonight with the show. I'm going to bring my guest on pretty much right away. And uh, we're going to talk some baseball. We're going to talk a little Mets baseball. A little bit of a recap of the year and what we'd like to see done, and I hope you'll enjoy it. And we're going to probably do a couple of more shows like this, getting different voices on here to talk about uh, what they would do and what they think the Mets should do as the offseason goes on. And joining me tonight is Jeff Cohen from Baseball and Barbecue. My favorite podcast that leaves me hungry all the time. Jeff, welcome <laughs> to Mets Musings. Thanks a lot, Gary. So, my friend, uh, we are in the middle of a general manager search that nobody seems to want this job, though there are a few candidates out there. Um, I'll f- take it. <laughs> And, and they haven't uh, called me for an interview yet, though. I'm not oh, <laughs> maybe you got to get your resume in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, there does seem to be there. They did do a round of interviews, and there are some guys that uh, uh, have uh, distinguished themselves. I guess um, one guy that keeps coming up that's, I guess, high by some of the people in the organization is former uh, Texas and Milwaukee GM Doug Melvin and uh he he's known as as I'm reading this as a consensus builder he's open-minded in the words of one significantly younger baseball fic- official who's more analytically inclined that sounds like uh okay um any yeah. feelings on on some of the candidates that you've heard about well uh yeah i mean i, I- there's, there's Gary LaRocca, I've heard his name come. He used to be in the organization. Uh, I think he, he was with the Cardinals at one point and the Dodgers. Right. Uh, the guy down in Tampa, Heim Bloom, uh, I think it's Heim Bloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the youngest uh, candidate they have and uh, the most analytically inclined, which I know, you know, we're not big analytics guys, <laughs> but if they're going to go that way. But the, the, the big problem is, you know, these guys turning down the job. Mm-hmm. You know, guys who don't even want to be interviewed, the Sherringtons of the world. You know, that, that's a, a a problem. And I guess because of the dissension between uh, the Wilpons, father and son, one wants to go in one direction, the other one wants to go in the other direction. 
You yeah. know, who wants to deal with that? And now, I say, you know what? You pay them enough, they'll deal with it. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll deal with it for enough. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it seems very strange, and uh, now, you know, we don't know the inside. We don't know if it's if it's total. I I think you're right. I think it's got a lot to do with the Will Pawns and and uh, even Jeff Will Pawn uh, in his press conference laying down some ground rules. Um, but I mean, we don't know everything. We don't know whether they're happy where they. You know, sometimes people are just happy where they are. And don't want to yank a family up or whatever. Uh, though in this business, I guess when you get into this business, you know that's going to happen. Um, as they say, you get hired to be fired. Uh, but um, it is interesting, as you say, that a lot of these guys don't want to even interview. Right. Uh, you know, between the analyst guy and the, and the scouting guy, you know, like I said, we're more, you know, toward the scouting and analysts really doesn't play a whole bunch. I mean, I get some of the stuff which is, which is useful. Right. But, you know, it's overblown up. And we've talked about this before. That, that stuff is, I think is overblown. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, this guy, Gary LaRock, might just be the, the guy. I mean, he's, he's liked by both world bonds. Um, he has a, a uh, someone endorsed him. Tony LaRusa endorsed him. And that's not a bad name to be endorsed by. And so, uh, in the end, it might just might be him, just because he's older, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's the. I I don't want that to come up. I'm saying I'm you know age discrimination or anything like that, but just because he's not the analytically inclined, I think that he's more uh, more someone that the Wolfbuns are looking at, especially especially um, Fred. Fred, yeah, 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 and and again, we don't know how much uh, pull Jeff has over Fred now or what, but. Um, uh, and it seems like a lot of the fans were talking about, like you said, the uh, Tampa Bay guy, Hyam Bloom, because he's the youngest. And I guess they figured they we, we it would be better to get a younger type guy. Um, I, you know, I, I it's I, it's a tough. Uh, you know, there's been other candidates too. The the uh, the woman that worked for the Dodgers, Kim Neg, I think her name is. Kim Bright. And yeah. uh, uh, but a lot of them don't have experience in this position itself, and I I kind of would like to see him split the positions up, though. I would kind of like to see to hire somebody like a president of baseball operations, and then hire maybe a guy like a Hyam Bloom as the general manager. You know, uh, just sure. to, just to split yeah. it up and to get two different. It, it's not. A three-headed monster like they have now, but you're you're getting different viewpoints. You get a guy that's a big on scouting and an analytical guy, and I think it might be a good mix that way. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And, and you know, I hear a lot of people on radio and stuff saying, "Oh, well, the real uh, GM is Jeff Wilpon because it's uh, you know." But you know what? At the end of the day, it's the Wilpon's team. I mean, someone's going to have to report to the Wilpon, right? I mean, yep, that's what's going to happen. You know, any final decisions, I guess they give it a budget, they can work on that budget, but if you want to go over that budget, you got to go to the, to the boss, to the you know, guys who own the team. And uh, eventually, you know, they're going to have the final say. You know, bringing in free agents and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's the way it is. And, you know, uh, 
to me, Jeff Wilpon is such an enigma because I, I've I've interviewed guys. Uh, I interviewed a guy a couple of years ago, and he said, and he was he had some connections, and he said that if it was up to Jeff Wilpon, they'd be spending more money. That Fred is the guy that holds back from spending money. Now I I don't know from Adam. Um, I'm going by what this guy told me, and I know he has some connections, so I had to believe him. Um, it just seemed, it, it, you know, uh, I, I like some of the things that Jeff Wilpon said. Um, we've had this discussion off the air about uh, me defending the Wilpons uh, for a brief period of time. <laughs> but as you say, they own the team. I mean, it's their money. Um, we, we, it's easy for us to spend their money, but the bottom line is it's their money and it's their business. And, uh, you know, if we don't like it, then you have to take your business elsewhere and, but they're not going anywhere and you can't force them. You know, people say, well, MLB forced the Dodgers to sell, but the stuff that the Dodgers, that guy with the Dodgers was doing was really underhanded crap. Underhanded, yeah. yeah. And. And a lot of it was because of he's getting a, a major divorce and he was hiding money and, and payrolls. Right. They weren't sure they were going to, you know, the Will Ponds have never really done anything like that other than the whole uh, uh, Madoff scandal. Right. And and you can't make them the force to sell a team for making stupid decisions. <laughs> right? I mean, their decisions are made. They don't have to, they don't have to be smart about it. That, you know, that's they, right. In the past, you know, they had very bad, bad contracts. Yeah. You know, Jason Bay, Bobby Bonilla, you know, go, go down the line. It's, it's happened. And just because they signed these guys, it wasn't a very smart contract, and they spent the money, and they got burned on it. So I can see where they're being a little gunshot. And I, I, I can get it. I don't like it, but I can get it. They're not the Yankees. They're not going to uh, be able to spend their way out of mistakes. They're not doing that. Right, and and you make a good point that they have spent the money. It's they made bad choices along the way, and and you know what happens throughout baseball. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of a bad contract right now. It's it's not coming to me, but this. Well, oh, Albert Pujols. Yeah. He has five more years, and he can't stay on the field. Right, right, right. There, there's an example right there, and and I mean, there's many others, but. You know, it just seems because we're so f- focused in on the Mets that uh, it's more uh, uh, more prevalent to us, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you this though: Manny Machado and Barry Bright Harper are going to be bad contracts. You think so? Oh, uh, you know, not in the beginning, but at the end. Oh, I I definitely think so. Unless this, unless they're signed to a short-term deal, but if they want ten, fifteen years. That's going to be bad. It always ends bad. But <laughs> the only thing, the only thing that I would say about that is because they're so young, especially Harper. How old is Harper? Twenty three. Yeah, 23, 24 in that. Yeah. So if you can get it, I mean, if you sign him for ten years, that's not awful, you know. I mean, he's right. 33, still kind of in his prime, you know. Um, Machado probably is the same kind of thing, but you know they're all saying Machado would fit in here. But where is he going to play? 
Are you going to move? Uh, third base, I, I guess. It doesn't I know he might want to play third base, but I'm not thrilled with uh, Mr. Frazier over there. I mean, he's a nice guy, great in the clubhouse and all that, but his batting average in the 220s, that just doesn't cut it for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but does he will he be happy to play third Machado if he came here, or will does money talk? Right. You know, um, will he demand that wherever he goes, he has to play shortstop? But uh, personally, I don't think he's going to leave L.A. You don't think so? I love, well, they have that shortstop coming back, right? Uh, Seager was out all year. Yeah, that's true too. That's a good point as well. I didn't think of that. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's 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 gonna shape up to be an interesting off season because of the decisions. Uh, um, there's a lot of decisions to be made. I mean, uh, let's take a look around the, the Mets. Uh, the the batting, uh, not the batting order, but the uh, infield and outfield. And sure. I mean, yeah. you know, Absolutely. first base now, first base. What do we do about first base? There's a log jam there. Uh, you got Alonzo knocking on the door. You got Dominic Smith, who really did show a little bit of something towards the end of the year. Um, you're talking about Yoenna Cespedes uh, wants to play first. You got uh, Flores going to come back. Uh, Flores, right? Jay Bruce. Jay Bruce. I mean, what do they do with that position? That's uh, they got to make a decision and, and stick with it. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I like Flores. He's great for the uh, his dramatics, the walk-offs and all that. And, uh, really, he's been a mess since he was 16 years old. I mean, it's, it's the only team he knows. But with arthritis in his knees, maybe it's time to move him to the American League. I mean, could he play the field? Is he going to hold up for a whole season? Uh-huh. I don't think so. I think, you know, he's got to – or he can be the super utility guy. We, he, we know he can play some third, some second, some first. Maybe make him the utility guy. I get that. And replace, uh, I guess, Jose Reyes, who can't, who's not going to be on – I don't think he's going to be on the team anymore. Yeah, I don't think so. So uh, so that's what you can do with, with Flores. As for Alonzo and, and Smith, the, Alonzo's left-handed, isn't he? He's right-handed, Alonzo. Alonzo right-handed. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, you don't want to do a platoon with two young guys like that. Right. Uh, and I guess you can put Jay Bruce at first until Cespedes comes back to the outfield. But uh, I know he doesn't want to play all that much in the outfield anymore. Uh, yeah, they got to make a decision. I, I, you're right. I did not uh, see a lot out of uh, Dominic Smith. But then again, he wasn't really given a, a, a really a full month to play. He was even taken taken out of games or didn't right. start games when they didn't mean anything. But it didn't I, make any sense. I think he showed some flashes this this last time up. I think he was more comfortable. Um, he was hitting more the way he came up, hitting doubles and in the gap and everything. And and I think his fielding was better. The the the, the, the you know the end of this year, right. Yeah, uh, I, I you know he's probably going to be the guy to, to start spring training. Maybe uh, Alonzo takes it away from him. Uh, they they just might want Alonzo to stay down there just to control him a little more longer because you know that's how they manipulate the roster sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and and Bruce, I don't know what to do about Bruce. <laughs> I really don't. 
I mean, maybe he was hurt the whole year, okay, and give him a pass, but maybe put him at first base when uh, some guys need the rest and put him in the outfield when, when uh, he plays every day. Well, I, I think the, the mistake with Bruce was they should have never – when he was had that plantar fasciitis in in uh, spring training, they should have shut him down and and say come back in May or something like that. You know, um, right. yeah. They should have healed it then because he was started to show some signs at the end of the year when he was out most of the years. You said and uh, was healed up. You know. Uh, Look, that's that's nothing to fool around with. It's very painful. I've had it myself. I just had a case of it a little bit, and I, I have some inserts that I can put in, and and I'm still wearing them. Um, uh, but it, it's not. I didn't have it to that extent that he did, and it's not fun. It's uncomfortable, if anything else. And yeah. uh, you know, they should have shut him down, as they should have shut down Cespedes. And Conforto, they should have had them all come back in mid-May or something like that. We would have got better results, I think. But, uh, well, second base doesn't seem to be a problem. We've seemed to solve that problem. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Jeff McNeil, I was very impressed with Jeff McNeil. Uh, just because he could yank it out of the park when he needs to, and he'll go the other way when he, and, and lays down a button against the shift. You know, he'll put the ball in play, doesn't strike out a lot. You know what? I was very impressed with him. I know the knock against him, he's 26 years old, but, you know, 26 years old, come on. I mean, you can't have a 24-year-old at every position to be a superstar. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God, if you washed up at 26, 27, what? what uh, I know. It's crazy. He came up at 26 years old. What's wrong with him? Well, yeah, I know he had injuries in, in the uh, minors, and now he's finally healthy. He seems like the, the answer right now. I mean, come on, five, six years, you know, he's 33, 34, like you said. Yeah. He's, he's, right now, he seems the answer right there. So you're right. We don't have a, a problem at second base. And and that's kind of funny because we, you know, we were talking about that all the time in here. He stepped out of nowhere. Not out of nowhere, but um, more or less. Uh, you know, was not highly touted anymore, and uh, a lot like Degrom did. Degrom wasn't that highly touted, and yet he stepped yeah. in, and and now he's probably the best pitcher in baseball. If if you know, um, considering everything, um, should well, depends on the analytics, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, take a look at shortstop now. We got a young guy there. Amand Rosario struggled, uh, but. Showed some signs and, and seemed to settle into the major leagues a little. Yeah, uh, especially uh, after July. When, once the Mets were out of it, they put him in that leadoff spot. He, he was, I, I was impressed the way he was much better up there. He got on base. He stole. He led the team in stolen bases with 24. He, uh, I mean, his defense, we thought his defense would be spectacular, but it, it's not spectacular, but it's good enough for major leagues. Uh-huh. And he'll, he'll make it better. And, uh, yeah, I see uh, he's going to be the shortstop. I, I, you know, no problem. We mentioned third base a few minutes ago. Uh, you're not yeah. happy with Todd Frazier. Uh, but we know David Wright's not coming back. Finally, no. we know yeah. that. I know. decision on that one way or the other. So, uh, third base. There's uh, free agency out there, right? Isn't Moustaka a free agent? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Machado, they're going to go that way with the lack of hustle. But he's shown. 
which is ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, if you have free agency, then and I don't think there's anybody in the, in the minors that who uh, stands out at third base. No, I don't. So I don't. Might be stuck with Frazier for another year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just wish his average would get would would come up a little. You know, hit two fifty. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the thing is this, you know, they have, uh, they have shortstops coming up that are highly ranked. So do you keep, uh, Frazier this year and try to transition a Rosario over to a third baseman maybe? Cause he's a big kid. Um, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's, not, a bad, that's not a bad idea. He is a, Kind of tall for a shortstop, and and hope that one of these this Andres Jimenez. There's uh, it, I forget the guy that was even up this year that was, was a very good shortstop, um, for a while there. Uh, he didn't yeah, hit I, I, uh, Luis. Luis Yes, 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 yes. Um, I I mean, there's a lot of options there. I think. Uh, that 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 they should be considering, and and it, it's not going to cost them a lot of money. Hopefully, you know. Right. Exactly. You have uh, if you put a uh, Rosario third, bring up Jimenez or or or, or Guillaume, and, and there's another guy I yeah. think, and and there is a third baseman, but I think he's uh, Vientos. I think he's only 18 though. Um, uh-huh. They have David Thompson. Who's twenty four? But um, uh, he, you know, he's still in the organization. I don't know how big they've they've thought of him. Though, uh, from what I've heard, some scouts like him, and uh, there's some they're they're not in the top one hundred of uh, prospects. But uh, you know, people are interested in these guys, so. Uh, you right. know, it'll be interesting, and they have another shortstop, seventeen-year-old Ronnie Mauricio, uh, oh, who was an international go. signing in two thousand seventeen that people are high on. So, um, huh? uh, the the uh, farm system apparently is getting uh, very good, and they just got to keep drafting good and do, making good um, international signings and things like that. But so do you think a trade could be in the works and, and uh, you know, if you want to get an elite hitter, where do they play? Um, I yeah. mean, you know, you're right. you're right. So you package up one of these young shortstops to get a, uh, you know, a, a good hitter, you know, a third base or whatever. And yeah, a better farm system. You know, you can do a lot of things. You can Bring do a lot. Up, trade them for price, trade them for uh, you know established players. You know, a lot of things you can do. All right, well, let's take a look at the outfield now. We've got uh, Michael Conforto in left field, uh, question mark in center, and Jay Bruce and Brandon Nimmo in right or Nimmo in center. Uh, Conforto, I, I would have to say, looks like a lock in left, but. What do you do when Cespedes comes back? Well, we don't. Well, the question is, will Cespedes come back and when? Well, he's going to come back, but when? Uh, he still has to have the second surgery on his other ankle, on his other foot. Right. So we're looking at, if anything, after the All Star break, and that's if. And if the Mets are not in it, then they'll bring him back. Uh, you know, then why bring him back at all for this? Right. So let's let's hope that's not the case. Let's hope they have a a good season next year. 
but you're right. You have you you have a uh, Conforto, who you know did come come around after the second half of the season. Uh, he, you're right. He should not have started the season because uh, he was struggled, but he got really good at the second half. Led the team in the RBIs. Uh, so he's going to be an everyday player. Everybody loves Brandon Nimmo. He is uh, just the energy he brings to the team. The the way he plays, the the hustle. Mm-hmm. He led the team in on base percentages and in a batting average. Although a two sixty three isn't the greatest batting average to lead a team with, tells you something about your team. <laughs> um, but he's uh you know I I I think the world of this kid, and uh, I'm not sure if he's an everyday player, but he, he definitely could fill in all three outfield spots, and you know he's just terrific to have on a team. Center field, uh, yeah, I mean, do you give Lagares another chance? The kid always gets hurt, and you know he gets hurt playing the game. Let's not let's you know, make that point. Yes, he always gets hurt, but he got hurt. Taking the ball into the into the wall, right, right, and missed the season, and he and he actually was starting to hit pretty well. So you know, you give him the shot again uh, to be the everyday center fielder until uh, you have to make a decision on Cespedes. Who knows? Yeah, it, it's it's tough with with the center field because do you go out and get somebody? Do you, as you say, do you trust Lagaris? Um, is he over the, you know, it just like, it, it just seems to me he is snake bit, you know, with injuries. I mean, uh, you know, he ran into a wall and his foot got stuck underneath it and he rips up his ankle or, or whatever the, the injury was. I mean, it's just, you know, there's nothing, I, I, I guess it, there's nothing like a real straightforward injury. It's always a weird thing that happens, you know. I mean, how many guys' right. foot get caught underneath the, the fence and they get hurt? Um, I, I just don't know it, it, with him. I, I, and and you have to begin to wonder as he ages, and I, st- I know he's still young. He looks like he's twelve, but he's probably about twenty-seven right. now, twenty-eight. Right. But you have to wonder what toll on the body is the injuries taken. Uh, you know, we we looked at we saw David Wright and saw how the injuries uh, took him down, and um, I you know you just got to wonder about those kind of things and. You know, I, I, to me, I guess they can get by with Nimmo and or Conforto if if Cespedes comes back. They both showed they could play. They're not spectacular outfielders, but they were competent, and that's that's all you right. really need. Um, right, right field, we got Bruce and Nimmo or whatever, and and you know, uh, I don't know if they need to add another outfielder. Maybe. Uh, wait a year or two and see if somebody like a Kellenic makes a quick dramatic rise through the system. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it would be nice to have Kellenic in the major leagues, you know, in you know, 20, 21 years old. Right. You know, and you haven't for a while. But, uh, you know, we got to see how, how he develops. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to see how everything develops as they come along. Uh, Here's something I was reading. Well, we know the starting rotation is intact. That's that's a no-brainer. The bullpen is a big problem. Um, Yeah, that is a big problem. And the catching, 
Not a problem. Uh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. We've got some guys that are that are uh, you can tender a contract or non-tender contract. A couple of them we spoke about. Uh, one was Wilma Flores. Uh, Travis Darno is another one. Um, do you tend to them contracts or do you let them walk or do you um, not offer them a contract but try to sign them to a lesser contract that they would uh, I don't know how it works but what's your thoughts on that you know uh, my thoughts are you know Darno he really wanted to give his kid a chance he's been in the league for you know several years now keeps getting hurt you tender him a contract. If you don't tender him a contract, you know what's going to happen. And that didn't, con- didn't tender a contract to Justin Turner years ago. Look what happened. Uh, <laughs> you never know. I, I know that's one, one, one in a million. And, and good for, for Justin Turner. But, uh, you know, he just, if, you don't, if you let him go, he'll, he'll just, I think he'll flourish somewhere else. And maybe that's what the next thing to do is just let him go and let him flourish somewhere else. Uh, you know, Devin Mazarasco, another one you, you, you can uh, let go. But you don't have an answer back there. I mean, I like Kevin Florecki, but he's a, really a, a backup. Maybe he shares the position. You need a, a solid major league catcher. And I, know, I heard the names Wilson Ramos. You have, uh, you have Monty Grandel out there who are free agents. Um, but, you know, there's no really, uh, obviously, there's no great crack catches out there. I mean, you have uh, Molina in St. Louis, but he's getting older. But he's like the kind of catcher you want. Mm-hmm. Ten years younger. That's not happening. Even the even the Yankees across town with with the uh, Sanchez, he had a horrible year. Yeah, yeah. And I can pick up on him. Um, but at least our, our catchers can actually catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and they even showed that they could, uh, uh, you know, um, could throw out a couple of runners there a little bit towards the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, they finally catch us throwing some guys out. Now, Tom Nito, Tom, Tomas Nito, the, the youngest of, of the bunch, I'm not sure if he could be a, could develop into a, a major league catcher. What, what do you think? Um, you know what? I, I really think he could be a decent contract, uh, a, a decent catcher. Um, I'm not sure the bat. I think he could make a, a 240, 250 type of hit. He's not going to be a superstar. Um, you know, he made a big jump. That was big. It's always a big jump from uh, Binghamton from Double A to the majors. And unless you're, a, you know, like we talked about earlier, like a Bryce Harper or a Mike Trout or uh, something, somebody like that. It's a tough jump. Uh, you know, Conforto made the jump, performed good. But then his next year, he struggled and, and went back to AAA. So it is a tough uh, tough thing to do. And, uh, you know, and again, I think when the Mets come in, when they bring a guy up like that in a necessity situation, which this was, I I think they tell him don't worry about hitting, uh, just learn the pitches and and you know, because um, don't forget uh, being in tri- double A also he didn't, I think he was in spring training but he probably didn't get to work with these guys like uh, like Plawecki and Darno did and uh, I I think that 
that kind of uh, also sets you back a little bit. So, you know, I remember when Pawecki come back up the first time when Darno got hurt, and they told him just you know concentrate on your catching, your defense. Don't worry about the offense and everything. And I think it kind of set him back. And then they they you know because he kept going to AAA and he hit three forty. Yes, it was the Pacific right. Coast League, but he always made contact. He always hit. Come back up here, he didn't hit that much. Um, this time he had a different attitude. I think you could see his, he was much better at the plate hitting, and he was much more comfortable behind the plate. Um, I, yep. I think, but I do like Nito. I think I saw him play in Brooklyn. Um, I don't think there's any other guys in the system that, uh, I mean, you know, they mentioned Ali Sanchez. Um, I was impressed with him when I saw him in Brooklyn. Um, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to say, but, uh, I think Nito could be a good backup. Yeah. And, and, you know, Gary, here's where analytics could really help. Uh, we don't need, we don't even know how hard he hits the ball or how far he hits the ball or Lauren Chang, all that right. crap. Uh, but, but you know what? Getting rid of the ball, uh, on a, a sort of second base, maybe that, that's where analytics can, could help, you know? Mm-hmm. Not, not with the, uh, you know, who cares how hard a ball is hit. Looks like a base hit in the, in the uh, box score anyway. Right, right. But those little uh, those types of analytics, well, yeah, if he gets rid of the ball and, you know, if he can cut off, uh, you know, a quarter of a second or something, it means, it means a lot. It, it certainly does, and, and I think you're hitting it right on the head here with that. And, uh, see, there's good analytics for some stuff, and, and most of it's bad. <laughs> right. And you, don't need, you don't need to be a genius to say, oh, yeah, hit, hit the you know, 97-mile-per-hour ball and hit it at 110 miles an hour. So what? Yeah, who cares? It's an out. Well, and... and you know, the other thing I get a kick out of, and I don't want to pick on Aaron Judge, but, you know, oh, it's it's what a blast. It's still a run. I don't care if you hit right. it 600 feet or you hit it just over the wall. It's a run or, you know, if there's a guy on, it's two runs, if two guys are, you know, and so forth. It's still it's just it's a home it. run. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how far you hit it. It's long or how hard you hit it, as you said. It's, it's just a, a run. Right, and we get crazy with these analytics. I think we we do, but you know what? Some of them are, is good, like uh, like the example I I showed you with the cat. Yeah, yeah, that, that's helpful. Exactly. That's how uh, how fast is a guy from home to first? Uh, you know, um, that kind of stuff is okay. But that's yeah. really old school stats too. I mean, they were doing that for years. Okay. All right, uh, the Mets have a number of free agents. Uh, we mentioned one, Devin Morasco. You would not sign him. I would have to, if I could get him super cheap. I think I would make a deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, if I could get him for like, you know, say two years, four million, I, uh -huh. I would have to make that deal. I think. I think he was good. Uh, he was a good. He really turned the pitching staff when he came over. He he really settled it down. Um, you know, Nito and and uh, who was up Lobaton, they were Lobaton. struggling uh, immensely when Mezzarocco came. 
you know, he kind of settled it down. He was a veteran. He knew how to work with the pitches. And I think he did a good job. And if I could get him for, uh, like I said, $2 million a year, um, I, I'd have to consider it. Uh, let's see, some other ones they have. Jerry Blevins, yes or no? Uh, what enigma! He was so good last year. Struggled most of the part, most of the time this year. Came came around uh, in July, August, and then had a you know bad September. Right. Yeah. You know, I know they're going to have to construct what they left in the bullpen. Um. So I would consider bringing him back. Uh. Maybe give him a, a minor league contract and hope he makes the team. I. But I was impressed, even though his ERA was kind of high with this Daniel Zamora kid. Yeah. But yeah. I like his stuff. Uh, actually, his, his ERA was actually three, so that's not that's not bad. Yeah, it's not awful. Uh, I thought he was pretty. I was impressed with him, and congratulations to him. He just had a baby. Oh, so, okay, uh, great. And, and his wife, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you go with a second lefty in the bullpen, or you uh, you have all these other arms, young power arms, which power usually flames out because they can't sustain it over a, a long period of time. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's both kind of problem beyond us, uh, beyond the Zoman and uh, and and who was the other one? Uh, L- L- Lugo. Lugo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Smith I looked mean, how, how, okay in spurts. How's that kid? Um. Yeah. Well, didn't they get a guy this year too for the Cabrera deal that they're high on? Right. Right. Uh, Camore or something. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but so. Frank. Frank Amore, yeah. Um, so let's see. I mean, um, another free agent that has AJ Ramos. I would not give him a contract. And plus, uh, I don't even think he's going to be back this year. Nah, he had Tommy no, John. Yeah, he'll be out. I think he'll miss most yeah. of the year. Uh, Jose yeah. Reyes. I think that's a no-brainer. Okay. He's not coming back. No, he's not coming back. And I think uh, that's. Pretty yeah. much it for the, the the free agents. As I said, they got a lot of arbitration guys that you can tender or non-tender uh, a contract to. Um, the biggest one, I guess, is Wilma Flores and uh, Travis Darno. And um, I don't, right. think, I don't think we will. That's a tough decision. Let me ask you this: uh, get a GM. Uh, First thing you do is uh, you sign uh, you sign the Grom long term, right? Yo, yes, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. And I would have tried to sign him before the Cy Young vote because his price tag is going to go up after that. They should have had him right. signed already last year. Uh, yes, without a doubt, he's going to want big, big money now. And then uh, right. what do you do? I mean. Uh well you're gonna have the money from right I I I don't know how how that's gonna work he's scheduled to make 15 million last year or next year and 12 million the following year I don't know if he retires whether that uh, what happens there or they it, that's why I don't think you've heard anything official retirement because um. There may right, be something with the insurance or something that they yeah. have to do. Uh, they might have to put together a buyout for him. I don't know what the deal is. 
Uh, right, he, he's not retiring. Same thing happened with Cecil Fielder. He, uh, no, I'm sorry, Prince, Prince Fielder. He uh, never retired. Yes, so yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And, and from what I understand, a lot of these guys never retire. I mean, they never put in their papers, and they, yet they get pensions and stuff. I don't think Johnny Bench ever officially put in his papers to retire from uh, baseball. I thought I read that. Bring him in. <laughs> <laughs> well, bring him in as a coach at least, you know? <laughs> right. Although I tell you, with, with, with DeGrom, you know, I think he's a free agent not next year but the year after. So he'll be age 32. So, you know, you might want to, you know, offer him five years or something and buy out a couple of years of arbitration and, and free agency and say, look, here's your security. You know, he – you know, he can get hurt. I mean, he already had Tommy John surgery. And right. Him, obviously, it happened. But, you know, there's a lot to be said for, for security. You know, he's a young family. Obviously, he's going to be well off no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I would consider, you know, five, six years. Because, look, he, he hasn't had a real lot of mileage on the arm since he started older. He was a shortstop um, when he first was uh, at college. So he doesn't right. have a lot, of, a lot of mileage on the arms. Uh, he doesn't throw as hard as, as Syndergaard. So, you know, and he, and he knows how to pitch. You know, he, right. he just knows. So if he loses the speed, he has something to go back on. Exactly. And, well, let's see. He made $7.4 million. That's what I'm looking at a chart now um, this year. That'll probably double. In arbitration, he'll probably get $15 million next year, I would think. Um, why not offer him four years at at seventy five million? Yeah, why not? I mean, again, it's not our money; it's the Will Pawns. But you know, if you, I mean, that's about what eighteen million a year, something like that. And if you can get him for that, as you say, he's got a young family. This gives him some security. He'll be thirty three, thirty four at the end of it, I think. Right? Um, yeah. Eighteen million back chump change. Yeah, and uh, and then you can go to a Syndergaard and say, you know, uh, you know, uh, you, see, I try to tie him up now too because as good as he's been in spurts, he really hasn't done much. Is that fair to say? You know what? I think his record was a lot better than what we saw. If you know, I mean, okay, he was thirteen and four here. But you didn't feel like he had his stuff. Right, his right. Stuff was, you know, it wasn't the guard type year. Right. Now he, 13 and 4. He made, yeah, I know. It's shocking. Um, he made about $2.98 million, let's say $3 million this year. Arbitration, 13 and 4. He might go up to 6 or 7. Um, maybe you offer him four or five years at $40 million, at $10 million or $12 million a year, you know? Um, right. I know it's a lot of money, but you want to keep these guys. And then you got Wheeler. What are you going to do with Wheeler after his year? Oh. Wasn't um, Wheeler great the second half of the year? He was, he was just great. Awesome. But now's the time to jump on that and to offer him maybe, you know, he made $1.9 million. Maybe if you come with a $5, 6000000 million a year for three years, or four, you know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. he might He might laugh at it. And say, hey, the elite pitches are getting ten, but it's it's not fifteen or twenty either, and you have exactly. them tied up for four or five years. And 
Plus, my idea is this. You have some crop in the minor leagues coming, but there may be one may be ready next year, but you may have a couple of years. So why not tie these guys up, if you can, for three or four years, and then, you know, if it does, if it works out fine, if it doesn't work out, then you you know it's it's the cost of doing business nowadays, and then you have hopefully these young guys transition in, and uh, I don't know. Uh, that's just my thoughts on that. No, and, and another thing to consider that you know these starting pitchers are not not going eight nine innings anymore. They go seven. We're we're, we're thrilled. Right, right. You know, they go five. And then, then they're out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do you pay him big bucks to pitch half a game? Right, right. But that's the nature that's, of it now. That, that's what's going on now, yeah. But, you know, maybe you can change that if these guys can start going six or seven and you got an eight and a nine, you know, closer uh, coming out of the bullpen instead of having a guy in the fifth. I mean, I, you know, watching these playoffs, they're pulling guys out in the first and second inning. I know. It's ridiculous. It's nuts. That's crazy. I, 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 I don't understand it. And, uh, and neither do I. By the way, con- I. congratulations to the Red Sox. They won the American League pennant in a shocker. Um, I got to say, I was shocked. I thought Houston would uh, was the better team. But um, I, I didn't like the Red Sox bullpen, but somehow they pulled it together and, and uh, uh, you know, won the pennant. Now we're waiting to see tonight. Uh, Milwaukee goes against the Dodgers. The Dodgers can advance with a win for the second year being the World Series, or the uh, Milwaukee can delay it and uh, bring it to a game seven, I think. So, uh, interesting. Yeah, the, the Red Sox was a. I, I thought the series would be closer. Uh, Got to give it to the Red Sox. They, they're a heck of a team. They proved they were the best team in the American League all year with their record. Uh, and they proved it again against two very, uh, two, you know what, two 100-team wins. Yeah. 100-win teams. Yeah. The Yankees and, and the Astros. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. They... And so congrats to them. They, they well-deserved it. Yeah, and and uh, you know Houston didn't hit it all in this series. They didn't look like the same team as last year, and um, but that happens all the time. You know, it's tough to get back there, uh, just like with the Mets. I mean, you know, 2015 went to the World Series, 16 made the playoffs, couldn't get out of the, out of the, uh, the wild card, and then it's downhill. Um, but it's a very tough to get back, and now Houston's got it, and. Uh, sometimes this is why I think when the Giants were winning uh, in in odd years, I think you have that layoff the next year, and then you you get psyched up and you come back and and you, you win again and um, you get the hangover again, and uh, it's very difficult to come back every year. Oh yeah, now it's going to be eighteen years when you don't have back to back champions. Yep, yep. Um. So I I, I was, uh, you know, pulling to see uh, Houston and uh, Milwaukee. It looks like I'll be completely wrong. It'll probably be Boston and the Dodgers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, we all. (laughs) A lot of of, of guys were. 
Yeah. <laughs> but no. Could... I, I do have one more, one more question on, on the Nets. Uh, who's going to be uh, closing the game for them? Well, I don't know. That's a good question. Do you go out and get a closer, a bona fide closer? Um, or do you try to convert somebody? You know, a lot of people starting to talk about Justin Dunn. Uh, he, he, he was a closer Boston college. They made him into a, a starter then. Um, but he thrived as a closer. He's been a starter in the Mets organization, drafted as a starter. Um, scouts think he'll be a, a decent mid rotation starter, but he might be even better as a closer. So do you look at that? Um, do you take a guy like, uh, not the way he's pitched, but remember that we were talking about Wheeler, and, and actually he did start the year in the, uh, the bullpen, or they actually started in spring tra- in uh, AAA, and they brought right. him up, and they were going to use him in a bullpen, and then he ended up pitching and pitched well. Um, you know, do you consider taking a guy like that or, or uh, you know, one of those guys? Lugo will do the job, but he's not happy. Uh, Gizelman could be inconsistent at times. I, I think they need a true closer. Right. Well, you know, who's a free agent now is our old friend, uh, you know, uh, okay, oh, I can't remember his name now. Okay, I don't know when we traded. Uh, oh, Jeff Familiar. Oh. <laughs> familiar. <laughs> yeah, Familiar. And we're, uh, we're familiar with him. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and and don't forget, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give you a wild card in this whole thing. How about Mejia, Henry Mejia? Henry Mejia, that's right. Stand for life. Come on back. Up oh, back from the dead, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. He he's with the, I, I think he's playing in the Arizona Fall League with them. Um, he will probably go to spring training. Um, so, I mean, that's a possibility. I'm looking at some of the free agent, uh, uh, closes, uh, as you say, familiar David Robertson, he's 34 years old, Craig Kimbrell, uh, 31. Maybe you want to consider him as a free agent. Um, maybe. Here's a name that just popped up for a uh, lefty specialist, a little ironic, Oliver Perez. Oliver Perez. Oh. Uh, Tyler Clipper. Andrew Miller. I don't think, I think he's shot. Uh, Right. uh, Yeah. Zach Britton would be the one I would... Robertson, I mean, you know, a short-term contract. The New York guy can handle New York. Mm-hmm. He may not be a bad. bad Zach Britton would be the guy that I'd be looking at, I think. Zach Britton, yeah. Zach Britton also, you're right. So, uh, I mean, that's just some of them. Um, the rest are just kind of uh, also runs, I'd have to say. Or, you know, decent relief pieces, not closers, though. Out of the closers, right. I, I think you'd have to uh, – well, Mark Melanson, he can opt out of his two years uh, out of right. his contract. Um, he was in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Kimbrell might be the guy that I would consider maybe Zach Britton. Uh, yeah. Sergio Romo, but he's 36 years old, so. Yeah. Right. 
you know. Um, you don't. Uh, you don't think guy like Tyler Bachelor or, or uh, you know, or, or one of the other kids can could grow into the job like Tim Peterson or somebody or Jacob I, Graham. Who was that guy? Uh, uh, Callahan, right? Wasn't he uh, one of those guys? Jamie Callahan. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think he could. I I, I think. Uh, I, I I think probably more like a a bachelor, or uh, uh, maybe even Drew Smith bachelor because of the, the he's a power pitcher, so he right. may be better in that role. Um, he tends to walk some people, um, but you know what? There's been a lot of great closers that have walked people, and uh, I don't know if you want to say Benitez was a great closer, but he used to give you Ajina all the time. <laughs> no, uh, <right. laughs> you know. Uh, but there have been a lot of guys that have been uh-huh. uh, good closers, and, and uh, you know, uh, we're not the sharpest uh, control guys in the world. But uh, I got another name for you. How about uh, what about Mister Montero, Rafael Montero? Well, will he even be back this year? Though I mean, uh, he had the Tommy John too. And he may be back. I'm trying to think. When did he have? Did he have it like in spring training? He must have. Yeah, he missed the whole season. Yeah, So he could be back for spring training. Probably not until more May, June. He could be considered uh, in that role, but I think they really have to go start the season and and spring training with either an established one. Or establish somebody in spring training. Yeah, just give them someone a job and just, uh, you know, make, make, let them do it. Yeah. Let them, uh, you know, and that, you know, clothes are uh, they're available at the at the trading deadline all the time. So if they can stay within the striking range within, you know, if they come the also break. You know, you can always get one. Right. And, and you know, bullpens are funny, too. I mean... Uh, one year they're good, and you take the, the the same guys the next year, and they can't get anybody out. It's just an amazing thing. It just, that's the way it is. You're right. Look, Jerry Blevins is example number one. That's right. I mean, he was unhittable, and then this year they, they he couldn't get anybody out. So, right, uh, very interesting. Well, we're not going to solve any problems today with the Mets, but. Um, um, it was a blast talking to you about this and, and I'm so glad you came on the show and, uh, tell the people about where they can hear you more often. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, baseball and BBQ. We, uh, we can be found on, uh, Stitcher and iTunes and Google play and Spotify. You just Google, uh, baseball and BBQ and, uh, give us a listen. We, we record every other week. Uh, have some interesting uh, guests. We've had uh, Greg Luzinski and talk about his baseball career and his barbecue career. Uh, we just had a last episode, and we actually with a two part. We got we got to uh, put out the second part next week uh, with a guy named Rich Salgado, which is not a household name, but he uh, deals with a lot of uh, athletes, deals with uh, their agents and, and uh, keeping them healthy with insurance and whatnot. And he had a barbecue place in Brooklyn, which we ate very, very well. Um, <laughs> and it, it's fun. Definitely give a listen. We, we're getting some inter- into interesting stuff, not just the current baseball, but baseball history. 
And uh, Len, Len Abram, my, my partner on the, on the podcast, he gives a lot of great uh, barbecue recipes. He's the barbecue guy, and uh, he's very, very good. So, yeah, give a listen. And he did a lot of the eating on the last episode, folks, and poor Jeff was stuck <laughs> asking the question. <laughs> Well, he did enjoy the bar. He did. <laughs> Jeff, thanks again. And uh, we'll be sure to listen to the next episode. I want to hear that part two with Richard Salgado. That was very interesting part one. So thanks for coming on. Well, thank you very much. I'll see you later, Gary. It was fun. Okay, and I'll be back right after this. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. 516-619-6341. That is the comment voicemail hotline if you'd like to be a part of the show and drop us a line leave us a comment or a voicemail question anything at all call that number 516-619-6341 or go to metsmusings.com and click on that widget in the middle of the screen and that's a speak pipe and you can leave a voicemail right through your computer through your computer's microphone or if you prefer to do things the old-fashioned way, send us an email at metsmusings at gmail.com. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash groups slash metsmusings. And the Twitter handle is at metsmusings1. Well, I want to thank my special guest this evening, Jeff Cohen, for coming on from Baseball and Barbecue and talking a little Mets baseball. And I hope that... Uh, you all enjoy it, and you know a number of events coming up on the MLB calendar as the awards will begin shortly after the World Series ends, and uh, uh, then, <coughs> excuse me, and then of course the winter meetings, which which will take place in December. Uh, I think it's the ninth to the thirteenth. So lots of things uh, going on in the world of baseball. And uh, we'll have to see what the Mets decide to do. First thing is to get a general manager. Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Tune in again next time. And remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. <laughs>